That kid is back on the escalator again. Leave it alone. What? Comics. Who are you? I'm Batman. TV and movies. Wrestling. Music. We are just getting started. Finally, a podcast about things you actually care about. Hosted by a couple of guys who actually care about those things, too. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. Maybe a little too much. Yes, that's awesome. The talented one, Chris Machete. That no-talent ass clown became famous. And Brenton, you know, that guy from your other favorite podcast. I liked it. I was good at it. So grab onto the handrail and don't let go. This is the Kids on the Escalator podcast. Here's CM and BD. Kids on the Escalator Podcast. It is Tuesday night. How you doing over there, Weinstein? Uh, What's happening? Doing great. Yeah? Just mm-hmm. drinking a little bit of coffee there. I've got coffee in this fancy mug. Look at this. Good job. Good job. Good? Yeah. yeah. Everybody should buy one. What are we, at? What are we up to now? We sold them for uh, 80 we sold, bucks. We've 70 sold, bucks? Uh, well, we're down to 49.99 because we're running wow. out of stock. We're just trying to ship them out. We've sold 7,000 of them. So, you know, yeah. high demand. High demand, everybody. It's hard uh, to keep them on in stock. It is. Um, hey, it was a fun day today. Guess what? I went to movies. Yay! For all our Gotta friends like watching that. around this uh, fine world of ours. I went to movies. The movies pop up in Vancouver. Uh, for anyone who is not aware of what movies is, uh, well, if you've seen Clerks 2, it's the new, it's where they all work. Mm-hmm. With some of the greatest lines in comedy gold, really. They make fun of the Lord of the Rings, which you love, I know. Yeah, well, that was great. Yeah, there's no, yeah, there's awesome stuff in there. Uh, this is a character. It's a Kevin Smith movie, right? So there's layers for these people. And plus, if you've seen Clerks, Clerks 2, it's kind of the graduation of it, right? Bringing them up to speed, bringing them up to our age. Which, yeah, uh, I heard Clerks 3 is going to come out soon, which is going to take place back at the, uh, uh, back at the um, uh, Clerks stop. And they're going to have yeah. the, weed, the weed store, which kind of ties into Jane. But yeah, so, yeah, the last sure year. Sure does. Bob, so, man, lots of fun stuff there. But anyways, movies yeah. pop up in Vancouver. I had to go down. Took uh, Rat Alex with me today. You did. And uh, we went down and uh, checked it out. And uh, we got ourselves a uh, cow tipper. <laughs> cow tipper hamburger. Uh, we got ourselves the uh, uh, hater taters. And uh, we got some root beer. So it was, uh, it was a $50 trip. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's an expensive trip. But they have movies that, beer, so I bought my wife some movies beer, and the neighbor got some Jane Silent Bob beer. So there you go. So you it's actually it's movies beer, or is it like a brand that they just put the movie's name on? Yeah, I think they they partnered with a brand in the Vancouver, British Columbia, uh, okay. and uh, yeah. So I believe that brand, from what I was told, was Main Street mm-hmm. Brewing. So Main Street Brewing did that. Okay. So I say they're not they're not giving you like Bud Light, Lime. No. No, no, I'm saying no, no. it's something. It's always a movie's beer. It's like a lager. Oh, so anyway, oh, it's a lager. Okay, it's a lager, of which I don't mm. drink anymore. But I, uh, my wife does. So she had. She, there you go. She got some. So there you go. Yeah. So drink hi, everybody. Up. We're hanging out. We got a great show. Um, uh, coming up, we got a bunch of guests today and a bunch of really mm. cool stuff, and an important topic that not a lot of people talk about, which Chris will get into in a little bit. I also went mm. and visited one of your favorite stores today. Yeah, when Gold I'm visiting. Nation. Yeah. 
uh, Golden Age Collectibles uh, in, on uh, Granville Street in Vancouver. And a shout out to Ryan Hanneman down there who guided me towards some amazing comics by one of our guests today. Yeah. Which we'll get into. So uh, we'll show all that off in a minute. But in the meantime. Well, do you want to see what I got over the week or over the weekend? Yes. Or no, it was just Monday. What did you get? Let me see. I don't know what's Lonnie doing. One sec. There we go. Duke Kaboom. Yeah. Oh. Hashtag Keanu Reeves. I know. Keanu. Right? What can't Keanu do? So he really I is got, the most popular character. Dudes. Yeah. So I got, so I was out at uh, Toys R Us cause I just like, it's just up the road. So I like to just jazz in there every once in a while. And this was on sale. This was on sale. I'm like, your dog's going to make a jump for it. And so I picked it up. And if you follow me on um, TikTok or Instagram, right. you'll see you'll see my my jumps. So, so far, I lay, he jumped <laughs> over four, four Star Wars action figures successfully. What's the plan know, there? Are you trying to get it to 10? Well, I don't know what he's going to do. Maybe we'll put some Transformers down next and up the ramp or put it in my backyard right off the deck. Like, who knows what... What Crash Kaboom's gonna do next? You don't, you don't know, you don't know. Or no, it was not Crash Kaboom. What's his name? Duke Kaboom. Duke, right. Duke Kaboom. See, evil Knievel, right? That's what. Yeah. Uh, and one of my students said, "Hey, it's Evil Knievel." Fitz loves. Uh, Fitz so, was the first guy I that I saw that had that, and uh, Fitz was the first guy that I saw that had Duke Kaboom. And uh, you gotta and follow we, me. Fo- follow me on TikTok, and you can see my my awesome. We had Duke the toy. Kaboom we had shows. a toy show a couple of weeks ago, and we were showing mm-hmm. off some stuff. Do you guys have Duke Kaboom? You have to, I ha, he jumped uh, four Star Wars figures on my uh, my TikTok there. It was great. <laughs> I saw Successfully, that yeah. So we're going to go for Transformers, I think, next or something. We'll see. But uh, it, it was very cool. It was on sale at Toys R Us. I had to buy it. Yes. <laughs> We've got guests, everybody. Yeah. We've got guests. We've got a returning guest, JJ. How you doing? JJ, J- Jason Laborg. Tell us what you're doing, man, because you're doing a shit ton of stuff. Welcome to the show. Welcome back to the show. Hi, JJ. Thank you, fellas. Nice to be back. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, working on uh, producing on a new show on CBC Music. I feel like I talked about it quite a bit last time I was on, but uh, it's a brand new show, first of its kind on uh, the Canadian broadcaster. It's called The Block, and it features uh, all black artists, and uh, it's kind of a black indie scene. A lot of people think of black music and they think, well, just hip hop, but it's not. It's black rock, black country hip hop, uh, but then soca reggae and afro beats and all the genres folk uh and we're just kind of building a a community of black artists uh on cbc music so yeah i'm producing on that and of course i have my podcast with my former co-host uh from uh flow 93.5 back when we were co-hosts on the air melanie martin it's called unfiltered with jj and melanie so there you go all of it that's all that's all the stuff all the things and now we have uh, James <laughs> White. Now listen, the legendary Jimmy from 95, uh, Cruise 95 uh, in Edmonton. Now listen, you've been giving Lachlan Cross a lot of shit for coming on this show. He's telling us, he's like, Jimmy keeps picking on me, keeps picking on me. Why does Lachlan get to come on this show when he doesn't know shit about Wanda <laughs> or nothing? He knows nothing about any of it. <laughs> True. <laughs> like, when WandaVision first came out, he's like, Who's Wanda? What's Vision? Like what? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's it's frustrating working with him. Well, we we've got you here because uh, Lachlan is like, yo, Jimmy would be a great guest uh, on the show because he knows more than I do. But we did you a favor because Chris gave him the Wanda Vision 
like full on and we we converted him i think because he was out and then he came back in and uh and then he was like well you got to get jimmy on here because he keeps giving me shit so welcome to kids on the escalator <laughs> podcast awesome. man tell Thanks us what uh, tell us all about you james where are you from and what you up to uh i've I'm, i've lived in edmonton for the last i don't know 18 years uh I don't know, uh, 17 years, I think. Uh, I've been on 95.7 Cruise FM for the last almost five years. I'm, I'm the king of anything that involves science fiction, uh, comic books, any of that kind of stuff. S- huge Star Wars nerd on top of everything. And and I'm a professional leprechaun. <laughs> and we got that picture in the promo, I think. I think that's what and, we had. Uh, yeah, that was the day after St. Patty's Day. Um, and, and then, uh, the only male, uh, little person, exotic dancer in Western Canada. Oh, you currently hold that title or it's fact. It's fact. There's uh, at least as far as I know, license wise, because my agents contacts me for stuff in BC, in Saskatchewan, Winnipeg. I haven't gone as far east, so I think there is a little person in Montreal that does the same. Ah. We get all the guests. We got them all. We got the best <laughs> guests. It's amazing. You're fitting perfect for this show. JJ, yes. uh, you're bringing somebody with you. Chris, uh, I'm going to let him in here right now, but um, yeah. uh, Chris is uh, very excited about this and all, and, um, and being a fellow comic book uh fan and, and, and artist. Uh, we're bringing uh, Ken Lashley in. Ken uh, Lashley. Is he in? I see him. I can slowly see phasing in. They always phase in in our show. It's like <laughs> slowly coming in, right? Teleportation. See how it goes. Can you guys hear me or no? We can we hear can you. Hear you. Yep. But I can't see you. Let's see how it goes. Hmm. Shall, I, shall I introduce you while you're... Sure. Bring it Let's on. Give it Let's up. give us Get the, the intro, camera. Up. JJ, yeah. Ken Lashley. He's I'm going to unplug this whole thing. All right. <laughs> Friend of mine from back in the day. He is a comic book artist, uh, world famous for DC, Marvel, Lucasfilm, Hasbro, you name it. If it's awesome, he is drawn on it. He's drawn all your favorite comic book characters. Uh, yes, I am. Uh, on the Joker, aren't you? <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm working for Marvel. Marvel. Okay. Uh, he's also a husband and a dad. <laughs> Hold on. Let me just try and get this thing working, this camera thing, but we'll see okay. how it goes. Just, it just seems like it's not working. Well, I appreciate you, just, you coming on the show, making the time, everybody, today as we roll through. Um, big comic thing. We've been covering a lot of stuff on this show over the last thing, uh, last few weeks, as JJ um, talked about. We, we've. Um, there he is. There he is. Hey, Ken. Hey. Um, covered, obviously, the WandaVision breakdown, we've covered so Ooh. many different like aspects we covered mandalorian we st- you know that was a great way to kick off a podcast which was starting covering the mandalorian from top to bottom um so we've done a lot of different uh, uh areas comics uh, obviously being a, a massive part of what we do here um and chris up until 30 seconds ago was the only guy that I know that drew comics. So here we are. <laughs> You're miles above wow. me, my friend. I was, I was going to school when you started, man. I was, I'm a big fan. Yeah. I'm only 12. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm only, I'm, I'm just a little bit younger. 
Yeah. Welcome, Thanks, fellas. Lots to cover. Chris, you go ahead. I'm I'm the outsider on this one. Oh man, well I was I you know aside from uh, talking about all your awesome work, um, I, for I teach uh, comic book illustration here just for the kids in the public schools, okay. and I was just wondering if you would share uh, your your process. Like, do you start off with pencils and ink? Do you go right in with a computer? Do you use a computer? Well, wow. Um, it really depends on what I'm, what the deadline says for me to do oh, yeah. and, uh, and where we are in the, where we are in the process. Um, I have a very unique way. Uh, editors love it. Either you love it or you hate it. Um, but um, it's, it, it makes it extremely fast. Um, but I draw, I do layouts, really quick layouts and then draw straight to ink. So I don't, wow. I don't, I don't have time to go back and, and, you know, do a pencil and then scan it and then do an ink. It no light boxing or light. No, I, know, I, even, I had a light pencils. table. I, I don't even, I don't even use it. It's just, it's just, uh, it's just another step, a necessary step that I don't, um, as I get older, I don't need as much before I used to it is know, time noodle, noodle every part of it and say, Oh, I need to do this. And, um, currently I'm drawing, um, a five issue mini series for, uh, for a, a very uh, popular brand for Marvel, uh, it's going to be announced probably at the end of at the end of May. But I just finished doing a Carnage book that comes out uh, tomorrow, um, and um, I did Voices, which is a Black Panther book. I mean, so I mean, all these things are part of part of who you are and what you do. But I really am a change my. I used to be one of those guys, pencil it all out, then ink it. And I, then I didn't ink for a long time, and then I said, okay, well, let me just get back into it. So personally, I, I just I just go for it. I probably can do a book in about ten days which is, wow. which is ridiculous. Um, I tell them it takes three weeks cause I want time to do other stuff. <laughs> smart, uh, very smart. I, I want to be able to plan my weeks. I work for Hasbro and Lucasfilm and, uh, do the covers for DC. I worked on the new black Batman. I did the cover for like a couple of those. Um, I just did a, a cover for, I did a, a Joker thing that, um, I just finished doing that. I'm doing, well, as I'm looking around my office, I'm nonstop Spider-Man just did a cover for that. Um, I'm doing a cover for the signal. Uh, which is another DC book, um, Magic the Gathering, uh, Dungeons and Dragons. I'm just looking around oh. my table here. X Men. Uh, Chris is looking around. Thinking, this is why uh, I'm not getting any work. This guy's doing this it. This is all. awesome. Yeah, it's cool. This is everything you're mentioning. It's just like ding, ding, ding. Well, it's, just, it. it's just you know you get a chance to do all these things. You you say yes, right? And then uh, I'm I'm doing a book with Kevin uh, Kevin Grievous, uh, uh, underworld actor, and you know all that stuff. We're doing a a book together on dark storm, um, for, uh, you know, we, uh, Simon and Schuster. So I'm doing that as well. I got a lot of wow. things on the go. So I just have fun with it. You know I mean? It's wow. that so that hey, James, yeah. what did you do this morning? <laughs> Chris, what did you do this morning? JJ, I'm not talking you anymore. I'm dead. I made I'm sorry. eggs for the kids. And I went out. Great. Well, I just had one more question. I was just curious. So you're, Jeez. it's funny. Uh, I went to the Joe Kubert school and, uh, I, I, I loved inking. I was taught to ink yeah. by, by, uh, Kim DeMolder, who did a lot of Swamp Thing stuff, yeah. right? And uh, I was wondering if, if when, have you ever had Mark Farmer do any inks of your pencils? Yes, he did. Mark Farmer, um, early on my career, on the early, um, way, way early in my career, when, you know, I was a baby and, and, and he was, he was way more seasoned than I was. Um, so I'm sure he didn't learn much off of my stuff. My stuff was oh, pretty, my pretty, my stuff was pretty, uh, pretty, pretty weak back then. Actually, not that much better now. I'm just faster. But you know how it is is that you, what you do is you just yeah. He he worked ink and stuff. I learned a lot from those guys. Those guys were like professional brush old school inkers. Where um, I use tech pens now. I just use tech pens. I, I can't. I don't have. I don't have that line. So um, although it looks like I do because I go over it twice or three times with a with a pen, so it looks like I have. I did it with one stroke with a brush. But uh, no, I just I just 
it's for me, it's immediacy. Like I want to get it done and move forward. And I also, um, I'm also a beta tester for Adobe. So I work on Fresca, their, their, their digital software and some other stuff. And then I was sort of beta tester for some stuff. So I have a Cintiq and I'm very fortunate to work digitally. Um, so, but digital stuff for me is only for when I use, uh, when I'm designing. So when, if I'm designing stuff for a toy line, like GI Joe or star Wars or whatever, that's all digital. It's just quicker, wow. easier, faster. When I'm doing comics, I'm old school and traditional. Nice. I, li- I like it to be on paper, touch the paper, all that stuff. That's that's still who I am. And uh, um, there's also uh, another side because I want to at the end have a stack of accomplishments. You know, like this this is what it is, right? So I guess so. You're um, doing great. <laughs> so I appreciate it. But but one thing I do is is I definitely like to see the old school inks. And also back in those days, I don't get a lot of those pages back. So I still have those pages and you look at them and you're like, this is what this inker did. This amazing job. Fix this, yeah. fix that, you know, but I'm glad I ink my own stuff now because it's, it teaches me a lot about what I, what, what I should do, how I do things. You can be economized in line. You can be smart about it, you know, smarter than you were before. So, uh, yeah, I mean, inking has really changed how I think of penciling. You know, nice. Sure. Yeah. I, 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 I loved inking. I was always, I found it very therapeutic. And really? I was using the old school, like with, with the brush, it was so messy, right? Yeah. The brush and the ink and washing it out. But yeah. just doing those lines, the thick to thin, you know, around yeah. like a plant. I, I really, really loved it. Appreciate it. I'm sure these yeah, guys yeah, don't just, want to talk about art all night. Do you want to talk about art all night? I don't think so. Right? <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, no, I was, just one more point I want to throw in just because, oh. <laughs> just to the kids, just that you can do it, right? Like, like yeah. to kids today's is like, those yeah. jobs are out there. You can draw and, and yeah. actually have fun doing it and get paid for yeah, it. Yeah, I've been, I've been uh, very fortunate. I mean, to be able to travel the world with my kids, you know, like I think, you know, before all this pandemic stuff. Yeah, I mean, I was very fortunate. I could take my kids to Australia. I took my kids to, you know, I went to Japan and I traveled the world. It was just, it was San very Diego? Fortunate. San Diego many times. <laughs> many times. San Diego, was, it's, it's so bad. They've been to San Diego so many times that they didn't want to go last two years ago. Wow. And I was just like, what? Okay. 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 Uh, <laughs> You know, but it's uh, San Diego is one of my favorite trips is my, you know, it's one of those, uh, it's a, I know it's a business trip, business trip, but, mm-hmm. but I love going there and I, you know, some of the best fans, I have some of the best fans in the world. So I had a meet and greet. I had a dinner uh, when, when I was in San Diego last time, the first time I ever did was a dinner in San Diego and uh, 15 people signed up. Um, and, uh, it was a very, it was very fun, but a little bit, a little bit awkward because, you know, cause sometimes, you know, there's a, people want to ask you questions, right? So yeah. you spent a good two hours just answering questions, you know, but, uh, it was, it was a lot of fun. It was a fun. <laughs> oh, cool. Okay, man. You so must miss cool. it. Everyone here, uh, uh, Jamie, have you been to uh, San Diego comic-con or any of those? Have you been to, um, any of those kind of big ones? We have what the Vancouver expo here. Where I am. Where are you located, Ken? Where are you? Where I'm you in live? Toronto. You're in Toronto. You're yeah. in Edmonton, James. Um, I'm JJ. Kingston. Yeah. So have you guys all been to any of these as a fan? I've been to all, all the ones in Toronto, between Toronto and Niagara Falls. I've been to all the, yeah. the cons and the expos and the the fests and, and all of them. Um, yeah. Year after year I go. Just... Yeah. Just to mill around, just to be in it, you know. Yeah. Say hi to Ken. <laughs> hey, what's going on, man? <laughs> it's it's uh, you haven't really again. Okay, no offense to the Toronto guys. I mean, I love them to death. They got some great shows, but you haven't really been to a show until you go to three shows. You know, Toronto was one of them, and then you San Diego Comic Con, New York Sim, New York Comic Con, mm-hmm. and C two E two. Those those three shows. Once you go to those three shows, it's it's scale. The scale is just 
out of control. I mean, like 130,000 people show up to the one in San Diego. It's like, it's like, it's bizarre. Like you land, like, you know, you get on the airplane and it's people, all the people you ask for autographs are on your airplane. Like, it's like, I've gone on the airplane and saw, Oh my God, like half of the Toronto art community is on my plane. So then you, you land and it's, you know, the whole town t- is taken over by a comic. So it's like they wrap buildings with Superman logos, you know, 40 foot high. It's just, it's just the most insane thing. You should, everyone should go once in their lifetime. And New York is getting, it's pretty close. Yeah. But San Diego is the weather and it's, it's everything. It's all Hollywood so close. So it's just crazy. How much has the vibe changed since mm. uh, Disney bought everything? Um, from my perspective, mm. the only thing was a little bit more difficult was, uh, getting into their portal to get paid. I mean, that was, that was the, only <laughs> thing that, the only thing that was like, what am I doing here? What do I got to fill out? Like what's right. going on here? Um, yeah. that was it, but nothing is, I mean, the creative, the creative stuff is the creative stuff. Um, I'm very fortunate because I work at the Hasbro end of it too. Um, so I get to, you know, see things two years in development. So, right. um, unfortunately I get to know what's happening you know and i know oh this is the toy they're gonna make and this is what it looks like and you know i'm way ahead of the curve which is a blessing and a curse um uh which is it's cool i mean i try not to tell my kids they they ask me questions and i go if i if i if i ring this bell for you you can't unring it so you know so they're like my oldest is like okay fine tell me tell me but she was she was good i can tell you a cool story yeah. Um, years, a few years ago, I was working on, I work with Hasbro all the time and I've always worked with them, you know, we do zoom calls and do whatever, but this time they were saying, we want you to fly in. And I was like, well, fly in. Like, what for? Like working with your 15 years. Yeah. I mean, we, I've been there a couple of times, maybe 10 times. Um, but not, you know, not for work, just kind of, Hey, let's go and hang out. But they were like, we, we really need you to be physically in the building. Okay. So I fly out. Um, I get there to me and VP and a few other high level people. And I was like, what's up? And they're like, well, we brought you in. Thanks a lot, Ken. Um, this is to work on Infinity War. And I was like, oh, cool. All right. You know, you could have just, you know, and, I said, no. and then it's like, no, these are the images that can't leave the building. Like, and I was like, oh, okay. Uh, these are the characters that die. Oh, wow. And I was like, what is wrong with you, man? <laughs> Like, 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 what is, what is wrong with you, man? You like, you gotta be kidding me. Like, you should be put, like, put it all out there. And I stood there and he goes, yeah, these are the characters that don't come back. This is, and we, and we want, and we want you to come in and do some, do some technical drawings for this, this, and this, not this character, because that character disappears, but not this character. I mean, like all like, like, did, like the did whole you think movie. you were losing your mind? Yeah, this is like, this is like two years out probably. Wow. Two years out. So I'm like, I'm like blown away and shocked and all that stuff, but it's, uh, um, but that's the second time he's done that. The other time he did when I was working on Lucasfilm for, a uh, work on, uh, uh, it was anyway did that, did that twice the star wars thing with the hand, he did the same thing with han solo I, I'll, I'll let you figure out what he did with that but uh, but it's a sort of like it was like shook, shook right but that's what i mean so the reason why he didn't give it to me is because it couldn't leave the building so i worked right. for four days on some key art for the toy line and it was very different they even had a, a working script was there that was not and something's really changed and and changed a lot of things changed but right one of the key one of the key things that changed was uh well maybe I t- maybe i'll come back and tell you some other time but there but there was, a, there was a big there was a big key change i was like and it was like the center of what we did those four days 
And then when we saw the movie, it was completely, it was different. The shift was different, but, right. it, but that's what I mean about um, the new stuff, like WandaVision and stuff. It's the first thing I've worked, I've seen that I haven't worked on or don't know anything about. And it was awesome to just sort of like enjoy it as a fan and, and watch it and speculate and all that stuff, Yeah, you know, and try not to use my, my comic hat on it. Cause I was like, well, that's not going to happen because this is tied to this and this is tied to this. So they're not going to use that character. Is it? But, but just go as a fan and enjoy it. It's great. You know? So. You almost, have to read, you almost have to read the uh, obscure comic series like Skeletron or something like Chris is like, or where you don't, it's not tied into a universe. And so you yeah. can be surprised by something because you must, yeah. you know, there must be a point where you're like, ah, oh, come on. I know. Yeah. It's like, you know, it, it is kind of, it's, it's awesome. It can be, uh, you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> it is, it is tough. It is. Okay. I mean, I'll tell you the Star Wars story real quick. I know. So I, I go there and I'm working on, I was there for another brand and they said, we want you to work on, uh, I was there for uh, Voltron. Voltron, before Voltron came out, they were trying to make a toy line with Hasbro and they couldn't figure it out. But so I went to the, I was at the Voltron meeting. I got flown and I went to the, Hasbro has two sides. There's one side where like the art side where you work and everyone's had a cool. And then they have this boutique side where this, where they, they bring in all the, the big name people to come and, you know, sort of like, this is our beautiful boardroom with all the fancy things that, you know, right. that I've never seen. Right. So then I was going to the other side that day and I was like, Oh, I've never been over here. This is, this is fancy. I have people serving you drinks over here. It's pretty wild. So um, I was there with a, so DreamWorks was, was pitching because DreamWorks was, was making this idea. And, so I did the, did what I had to do. But as I was going over there, our head art director, we were walking and then there's a Star Wars room and the Star Wars room had the whole movie laid out. And this is probably about 18 months out. So this is the whole movie is laid out. All the toys are there. And which, I just which, movie, my, which movie was it? This is, this is the, uh, um, the first one, the, 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 when they came back in name, but now it's right. not the, Force Awakens. Force Awakens. So, so the right. brand new, the, the brand new, the, the new, the, the new, the new one, the newest the new one trilogy. of the three, the first of the three. So I'm thinking, no, I'm not going to look in there. I, I'm not going to go in there. I'm not going to look. I'm just going to keep going down the hall. I don't care who's in there. So, <laughs> and so I'm walking and someone stops to the guy. Cause my guy is like the guy I'm going with is like the head honcho. So there's everyone, he can't walk out of the building with someone asking him a question about something. So of course you, what you always do when, you know, you kind of, you know, that, that mode where you're talking to someone, someone's talking to somebody and you kind of like lean back. So you don't hear what they're saying. Like you kind of push back. So you don't, so I did that, but I'm standing in front of the doorway of the star Wars room with all the stuff. And somebody's working in there and he looks up and he goes, Ken, I know you want to come in here, man. I, I know you want to, I know you want to see the stuff. And I said, no, I refuse. So I, I will stick to my guns. We went, we went to the meeting. It was great. Afterwards we're having dinner. So we're having dinner and we're just talking. And he says, do you want to know something about Star Wars? And I was like, no. And then we have to keep eating dinner. By the end of the dinner, he goes, you want to know, come on, you want to know one thing. I said, okay, tell me, okay, one thing, just tell me one thing. And he goes, Han Solo dies. And I went, you could have said that was anything, anything. <laughs> that's the thing. He you, know I mean? you could have said anything. Why would Did you, you believe like, him? What kind, of, what kind of person are you to say that? Right. So, <laughs> so of course, what I do is I call my wife, I call my wife. And she goes, oh, how the meeting is going? I go, oh, it's awesome. Just so you know, uh, Han Solo dies in the next <laughs> one. And, oh. and, I, and I get off the phone. She calls me right back. She goes, what kind of person are you? I said, hey. Isn't marriage about sharing? Isn't marriage about sharing? <laughs> that's right. You know, well, that's be, Good that's, times that's, and bad. That's, 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 that's my world. That's been my world for the last, I mean, years. You know, I'm working on, yeah, man. I'm working on some, some character that is like 
in the Spider-Man universe, wears black, rhymes with Penum. You know what I mean? And it's like it's like this really cool idea working with the creator of Penum. You know what I mean? So it's like I have this amazing, 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 amazing job that I'm working on. So um, it's just cool. Like I get to work on these things way before, you know. So it's it's not it's 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 kind of fun, but not. I mean, but it's it's not. Like you're not you're not blown away by all this stuff, and I know some of these actors who are in some of these movies. So you like, I have personal friendships with people, mm. and then my kids have met them. So we go to movies and we go, "Oh, there's Damon," you know, and, <laughs> and they're pointing at the screen, you know, in a, in a movie, and they're like, "Oh, there's Damon." Oh, Damon, you know, the guy who fights Black Widow uh, in the in the in Civil War. You know, so I'm going right. to drop the vial. You know, he's going to drop the vial. Like he's a friend of mine. He's, he's like a friend, friend. Yeah. So. My kids are like, oh my God, look how David, Damon Damon's like Damon's in the movie. And everyone around us is like, what is this kid talking about? Like, what is this? What is this? And I'm did, like, did you ever think that 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 your world would go from paper no. literally to the screen or to no, the, man. the the story? I mean, when I went to see Black when I went to see Black Panther, um, they took like pages from my my books and put them right on screen. Like the, yeah. the Panther God scene is right out of my book. Like I I I laid that out in this room, you know what yeah. I mean? So it's like to see it on screen. It was an, it was an emotional experience. Um, uh, I, I had I had a, an emotional response to it that I didn't think I would have. I bet you know. I thought, oh, you know, it's a movie. But I mean, I never thought they'd ever make a Black Panther movie. I just wouldn't like. Come on, it's never gonna happen. And to see it on screen, and I was also um the, the guest at Disney at Disney at Sea. You know, the, the Disney Marvel Day at Sea. Yeah. Um, so they, I was the guest and they flew me. I was, I was on a cruise ship for five days. Listen, my life is bizarre. So I was on a cruise ship for five days and I'm the Marvel expert and I'm drawing, it's just a weird thing. Right. So, um, I just want to float in the pool. Stop asking me questions. Well, here's the best part. I mean, like I was the, the whole, the whole thing of being on, on their, on their, uh, cruise ship is my, my responsibility was literally it was two hours yeah. like that was for the whole week my responsibility was two hours and it was both on the same day so the rest of the five days was a cruise a free cruise for me and my family mm-hmm. like that's a sweet gig the perks um, man. And, um, and i kept asking a lot of questions like is that all i'm supposed to do are you sure that's all i'm supposed to do and is there nothing else like what what, else, what i gotta pay for you know like, like <laughs> it was just no you're part of that that's your your talent wow. it was an amazing experience but what but black panther was just out or about to, about to come out, and it was Black Panther was played on the ship constantly. It was all the Marvel movies were played throughout the whole movie. So it was, so it was it was a great experience. They put all the Marvel movies. Wow! I mean, it was a, it was an amazing experience. But watching the kids, um, you know, wearing Black Panther costumes and little, little kids who are not of color wearing it was it was just an amazing. Doesn't that experience. doesn't that blow your mind? Yeah, it, it blows your mind, to, right? To it think about where where Black Panther yeah. came from, the origin yeah. of that that character uh yep. to you know kids of all races and 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 yep. and people <laughs> of all yeah. ages yeah. are rocking the black panther uh it, it is logo I, and, I felt, and, and I felt a little bit i get a lot of you there was a part where i felt hey man this is our hero like what's, 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 all, what's all this what's all this and but it's, it's you know when i met when i met chenwick uh when i met him the actor he chadwick was so Bowen. gracious and kind and yeah and you know we had a moment in san diego san diego um um i, I was standing after him um in the, in the marvel in the marvel booth and um when i got there they said hey you want to meet him do you want to meet him like yeah sure so they took me up on stage and we had a like a good five minute conversation and we talked and he, he and here's the thing that's so wild he thanked me for saying for doing 
the heavy lifting and making this character amazing. Like he, he thanked me. He said, oh, I want to thank you for all the work. You know, like, what, what, so what are you talking about? For those about? that don't know, was it 2009 you brought? 2000. You relo- yeah. 2001? Yeah, I think it was, two, I'm not sure when it was, but I'm old. So I can't remember which, 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 which time, but I did Black Panther. You relaunched Black Panther, I, essentially. I relaunched Black Panther and I did that a few years ago. I mean, yeah. at the time. And I, yeah. and it was one of the most, I did with Reggie Hudlin, who was a, 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 a film producer. And um, Reggie did the writing. I did the art. Yeah. Um, and it was called The Deadliest Species. And it was, I think it was 2009. And it was uh, Shiri taking over the, the Black Panther uh, mantle. And I designed Shiri's costume. So hopefully that makes it in the next one. Yeah. Um, and it was one of those opportunities to just to work on it. It was amazing to work on, you know. Yeah. So they had some really Did- great scene. The, the, the writing was so strong that I got a chance to do a lot of really great scenes. Um, and those scenes became sort of one of the more iconic images of Black Panther in the history of Black Panther. And I'm yeah. very fortunate to work on this. It's probably known as one of the better um, miniseries in the history of Black Panther. So I, it's, it's always pretty good sure I have a, an autographed copy of that. Uh, yeah, I'm sure you do. Do we have theories as to what they're going to do? Or is this some information you may be privy to as what they're going to do with um, next Black Panther? Well, well, speaking as a fan, I, I would say that it's, it's, it would be, I'm kind of conflicted because I think we, we can, we can, I want, I want that character to be on screen. Mm-hmm. Right? So that that's what, that's what I think is important, but I'm also, I understand why they, why they want to not recast. Right. So I, I get that, but um, you recast other characters all the time and it doesn't seem to be a problem. Right. But yeah. I just think that because of the way how iconic it, he, he, his, his portrayal was that I, I understand, but I yeah. think Black Panther may be more important than, than the legacy of one actor. I just think mm-hmm. it's, to, in some ways, I think that's kind of sad that we won't see Black Panther, but maybe yeah. that's not forever. Maybe that's for now, which is, which is, you know, classy. But I mean, if they do the, the, the least species story and, or, and see her on screen and my design, it, it would be great too. Like, so yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of conflicted, but um, I mean, it, it's, it's amazing what Marvel has done with these ideas. I mean, yeah. these, 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 like these comic book ideas, you know, so it's, it's truly amazing to watch, like watching, you know, getting up at three o'clock in the morning with my daughter to watch, to watch the, these episodes. Like we, we make it a thing every week. We we yeah. stay up till three o'clock and watch them before anyone else. Cause they don't get anyone spoilers. I mean, that's yeah. how it is. Right. Amazing. So yeah. I think part of the panel today, we are going to actually dive into <laughs> yeah, it's like a- black, black superheroes, but uh, you know, it's funny. Mm-hmm. I, I hope we get to the point and maybe mm-hmm. actually we should end with this, but I hope we get to the point where we don't have to say yeah. black superheroes. Superheroes yeah. of color, just, yeah. just superheroes, because we don't say white superheroes. Yeah. <laughs> That's not a thing we say, right? No, it's not a thing we so say. It would be, be nice if the future of this is that we don't have to say that we can just say. Well, I mean, I stopped doing interviews in Black History Month about five years ago because I thought it was interesting that I'm only getting asked to do these interviews in Black History Month. Yeah. Right? And so I, so I said, well, if I'm not a story in, in January, don't don't really talk to me in February. So I, yeah. stopped, I stopped doing that. and. And I would tell people that I was like, yeah. "Oh, that's great! You know, you want to talk to me, but I'm not gonna." No. Yeah. Okay. I'm hip. Yeah. I'm hip to what you're doing here. Yeah, I'm, I'm on to you. I'm on to you. But <laughs> Chris, I, but I Chris it, you wanted you had a point on um, on some of this the different kinds of recasting and characters. Yeah. Well, I, the thing I liked about the Scarlet Witch is that uh, a lot of the the people watching don't realize she's from the '60s and she's a, a very yeah. a very early character. And you know, being a female. It makes her a minority character there as well. And the extent of power that she had there, I was wondering if you guys had any other hidden gems from back in the 70s. Um, like I, I, I was talking about uh, 
a Deathlock, I thought would be great if they brought something to do with, instead of creating a spinoff of a character, which is easy for a writer to do if the character's already popular, but some mm-hmm. hidden gems from back in the 70s, if you guys had any you wanted to throw out and talk about. Jimmy, what do you think, buddy? Who are some of your favorites? Oh, I'm, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of uh, Lady Deathstrike yeah. is, a, is a huge, like, there's so much you can do with that character and like the origin and like everything mm-hmm. and her hate for Wolverine and yeah. like that whole, <laughs> mm-hmm. that Dynamic. whole story. Mm-hmm. I think she yeah. would be, be a big one. She yeah. became a reaver eventually as well too, right? I have her down on my list as one, so I would like to see as well. Yeah. Of course, Alpha Flight being Canadian, I would love to see X3, uh, Laura go off and and after Logan continue right from there and have Alpha Flight come in and have a Guardian or Vindicator, whatever you want to call him, lead yeah. them. I think that would be incredible. I'd like to see that. Uh, but I'd like to, anybody else. You know, I, I think the time is right right now in this place in history. The time is right for the anti-hero. I feel like we're in a place uh, in in history where you know, um, civil liberties are being trampled where, uh, people are rising up against governments, corporations, they're pushing back. Um, and it's, it's a very similar atmosphere to the birth of the golden age of, of comics, right? X-Men was about rebellion, about being outcasts, about being rebels, about pushing back. It was a, you know, it was, it was a metaphor for the, for the times. And I think that taking some, I, I keep thinking about the, the hero, the, the or rather the villains or the more tragic characters from from Luke Cage, Black Mariah, Cottonmouth. You know, people who those stories that were were, were shown on on Netflix from from the, the the Luke Cage TV show, the way that those characters were written in the TV show, uh, they weren't they weren't thugs. They weren't they were people who were had a story. You know, and and were trying to to succeed in life and we're thinking about legacy and thinking about more than what the the stereotype used to be right about petty crime and drugs and stuff like that so i would like to see some of those heroes or anti-heroes or villains but you know venom was a villain too so you you know just kind of rethought and and reimagined uh in sort of the new world we're living in right now yeah Chris, you, uh, you were talking, um, we were talking off air about recasting and to your point, mm-hmm. I want to touch a little bit more on your point of, um, how it's easy to just redo a character and whether it be, um, like, a, like, like, oh, now to, I guess to JJ's point, like it's a time of rebirth a bit on some stuff, but does everything have to be recast? Yeah. Well, that's my point is like to pull some hidden gems out, uh, from from the past that they they could maybe even alter a bit so that the fan base isn't going oh you changed my beloved character mm. you know um, Strange Academy is is a comic book that I've I've really been enjoying lately and it's uh, I can see that transferring really well it's it, it'd be a, like a Harry Potter theme almost kind of thing yeah um, but again uh, the teachers in there are, are there's some amazing teachers in there and one of my favorite is uh, Doctor Voodoo from way back I've got all a lot of the comic books from back then I just thought he would spin off to be a really good uh, character for a Doctor Strange movie as well. Yeah, I think he'd uh, or spin off to his own. Right. Strange Academy is one of my, my uh, I was lucky enough to get the first uh, copy of that too, issue number one, right before the pandemic hit, I think when all that went down. Uh, 
But that, that's a really good, that's a good one there. I really like that one a lot. Strange Academy. Well, not going back to the 60s, but I'm wearing this Purple Rain t-shirt for yes. a reason. In the 80s, I don't know if you guys, this is this might be like deep, I, I, maybe not for, for Chris and Ken, but there was a character, he's only in a couple episodes, uh, episodes rather, issues of Spectacular Spider-Man. His name was Ace. You guys remember Ace? And he was kind of like an amalgam of Prince and Michael Jackson. And he fought Spider-Man and Spider-Man could not beat him. He was part of this street gang called the Reapers. And you guys can wildly Google in the background if you want to. But he was he was basically like an ex street gang member who uh, for a bunch of reasons left the street gangs and was just kind of this vigilante anti-hero kind of guy. But he looked just like Prince. And he dressed just mm-hmm. like Michael Jackson. And he rode wow. like the, he rode like it was like I think it was a white version of the Prince motorcycle from Purple Rain. And man, I was so intrigued by this character. Like for me, it brought all my worlds together. You know, yeah. music and comic books. I was like, this is like the perfect character for JJ. It was like 1989 or, or whatever it was. But mm-hmm. uh, he was only in like two or three editions. Uh, Spider Man couldn't beat him. He apparently had a, oh, a, a sense that that's like that matched spider-man's spider sense can I, am i ringing any bells for you do you remember this guy ace oh your mic your mic is your mic is turned off we can't hear you we can't hear you no nope. this is fun though we'll see how long it goes <laughs> we can't hear you i'm gonna send him a note we can't <laughs> hear you there we go now he <laughs> knows <laughs> James, you still read comics? Do you still collect them? Uh, I haven't in a while, no. Do you have a comic store in Edmonton? There's got to be what, a couple. Oh, well, there's there's a couple, but I'm more into the ad- animated and, and movie stuff. And I kind of delve into that world, especially in radio, because, it's, you know, I do a lot of review of a lot of that kind of stuff for our show and and that kind of stuff must be frustrating being on a show with a bunch of guys that don't know as much as you <laughs> and then you're trying to have one of these conversations and it's like geez just go watch the movie <laughs> not not only do they not know about it they don't want to know about it and they want to make fun of the fact that i yeah. know about it. no those yeah. guys ken we had we had uh, james co-host uh, from the 95 cruise in uh, lachlan cross on here and he had he was almost out him and dean blundell from this network were almost out of wanda and Chris had to pull him back in and just said, wait. And it was great because Chris was able to break down, listen, these three things happen. Then there's going to be three more and these things are going to happen. And then these three things are going to happen. And uh, we were able to get them back. And then he was like, you got to get James on here because he's bugging the hell out of me about coming on the show. And he knows more about it. The um, On the Wanda side, uh, Ken, one of the things you talked about was um, spoiler. And you were able to watch that kind of for the first, you were able to watch that and not be spoiled. But did you have anything at all in there that you were like kind of knew where they were going with it? Ah, he's still Mike. Your Mike, your Mike is. Uh, you're still Mike, buddy. Your Mike is still. Your uh, Mike is messed up. Your Mike, we can't hear yeah, you. Yeah, I think your mic is unplugged, possibly. He probably had. He probably just no. He probably just laid out some ten of the best shit. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> the best part of it. Let's see if I can get. Oh, there we go. Hey, there he is. Yeah. Hey, he's back. So it's uh, it's my too cool mic. It's actually doing too much stuff. So uh, 
Is it, you guys can hear me now? Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. we got you. Yeah, well, it's like the problem is that I, I'm in, you know, you know what's embargoed and what's not, and what characters they can use, what characters you can't, right? So, right. like, because you're working on certain things, you kind of know, well, yeah, well, they can't use this character. This character won't show up here because of this and because of this, because of that. So, it's kind of one of those things where everyone's wish the wish list is amazing, but the track, the the, the reality is these characters can't be used because they're already over here. Right. Um, so, but it's fun. But I it mean, from my perspective, it's like there's so many people have made fun, and they always do that fun stuff and make fun of you know the you know you draw comics. So, is there any money in that? And I go, well, I'm talking to you from my house in Florida, <laughs> and I'm talking to you. Oh yeah, I'm down by the lake in Burlington. But but if you want to make fun, you can make all the fun you want, right? So yeah. it's it's one of those things where people people love to do those kinds of things, but it's it's not it's not the reality of it. You know, know, when Jim Lee sells a piece of artwork for $15,000 at a pop and he does a head sketch and he sells it for four grand. I mean, we're not, you know what I mean? We're, we're not, we're not, we're not, we're not asking for anyone's pity. Let's just put it that way. Right. So, I mean, and and working on bigger books, like what I work on and Hasbro and all these things, uh, um, it's a very good living. It's yeah. a very good living. So I love to tell people that because people love to love to make ask me these questions all the time. It's like, well, thank God your wife has a steady job. And my wife is the first one to say, oh, no, <laughs> let's be real. You know, I make good money, but trust me, we're yeah. in a whole different atmosphere, right? You know, so. So now, so I, I want to follow up with, I couldn't hear you, your, your mic. Are sure. you familiar with Ace? I'm not gonna... familiar with Ace. I'm not oh, familiar with Ace. I, I I don't know that character offhand. But then again, uh, I grew up as an X-Men guy, right? So my so it's weird. It's weird how it is now. People can like when I was growing up, you did you you're either a DC guy or a Marvel guy. Like you, yeah. you're not you're not you're not one or the other, right? You're either one or the other. So That's right. even within that, the subculture, um, I can tell you a little bit of something about the culture of drawing and being a creative. It's 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 kind of a bizarre thing. When you whatever job you get hired for first is kind of the house that you stay in. Mm. Right. So like Jim Lee got hired as an X-Men guy. So everything he did is kind of X-Men related, you know? Um, Mm. So I got hired in the same vein. I'm hired as an X-Men guy. So, you know, you don't like to do Spider-Man would be like, Oh, like the other Spider-Man office would be like, Oh, like you got to convince him kind of thing. If I were to say, walk in there and say, I want to do this. They'd be like, but no, but Ken, you're, you're, you're an X-Men guy or you're a Spider-Man guy. You're a Punisher guy or, or whatever house or Avengers guy. So uh, for me to do Spider-Man now was like sort of like it's like a leap of faith for them because they're like they're like oh but Ken you know but just because the X-Men office goes no he's one of our guys right and see like like let's put him on an X-Men project put him like he's he's one of our dudes so that's why doing this uh, the Spider-Man books has been a lot of fun because this is something I never thought I would get a chance to do right so it's uh, um, so that's why I don't know a lot of the Spider-Man things because I was an right. X-Men guy growing up. So, you know, naturally I don't, I didn't buy all those books. And when you have a certain limit of funds and you buy your stuff from a, <laughs> you buy your stuff from a variety store, yeah, you, you don't get the whole, the, the whole gambit of books. You get the ones that they want to bring. So you get the main titles and that's kind of it. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I knew, I'd, I knew I'd made it when I walked to the same variety store, I got my comics as a kid and saw my stuff in the, in the rack. That's what, that's nice. when I knew I made it. Was it a Becker's or a Max Milk? It was a Becker's. <laughs> 100% Becker's. That's right. That's okay. And I got my 15 cent banana popsicle for my mom. That's how it goes. <laughs> so Ken, was your favorite X-Men run uh, the late 70s, 80s, John Byrne, Chris Claremont? Or do you have a, a better? 100% John Byrne was my X-Men artist and will always be my X-Men artist. And um, I have a John Byrne sketch in my house here. I have a nice, I have a Conan that he, that's someone gifted me, which is, crazy but um yeah. yeah that's 
Yeah, he was definitely great. Right. I met him, um, met him three times. The first time I didn't tell him what I did for a living. I just met him as, as a fan. And it was, it was on the second, second time somebody introduced me to him and he, he was like, Oh, Hey, you know, he was, he was always gracious. You know, he was gracious and kind. Um, yeah. yeah so, uh, yeah, John Byrne definitely is, was, was my guy. Has his, did his style influence your style at all? I'm um, sure these questions all the time. Sorry. Um, I'm not, I'm not, I don't think, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure. I mean, it's hard, it's hard to see what, what other people see, but I don't, I mean, right, I, right. I definitely took some cues from what he did, you know, right. and, and, but I also like the finish work. A lot of people like to give John Byrne all the credit, but it, you know, it's the, the inker did a lot of the work too. So it's like, mm-hmm. you know, there's, there's two, there's two artists on all those, on all those uh, art, on our art pieces. So when you see a beautiful John Byrne piece, Look at the anchor. The anchor did they did their thing too. So there's two artists and the yeah, colorist yeah. did their thing. So I always think it's weird when people say, "Oh, I don't like Ken Lash's art on this book." And I go, "Well, there's three people involved." Right. You know? And they say, "Well, I love Ken Lash's work on this book." I said, "Well, there's three people involved." And so you always <laughs> have to make sure that everyone gets their due on, on the book. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I really loved um, John Byrne Inc. by this, you know, by by. I think it was Bob Layton. Layton did something. Like I mean, I just like him inked by that person. It looks it looks more. It looks it looks like what I think art should look like in comics. Yeah. So, so I love I love John Byrne's work. So that's my favorite. Very cool. Mm-hmm. John Byrne grew up on him. Right, he, I actually John Byrne was the one that hooked me when I was younger. Um, yeah. When I I got I was at just a little variety store again. It was the uh, the Hellfire when they were fighting the Hellfire Club. I just caught right in the middle of that, yeah. and then I went to the back issue. She's one thirty four to one thirty seven. Yeah, it's a brilliant <laughs> stuff. They, they keep trying to redo it in the movies, and it just the Phoenix yeah, saga. It's a different it just time. Doesn't... It's a different time. Yeah, but, but yeah. my favorite—that's my favorite John Byrne run. But my favorite John Byrne comic is the Champions. Yeah, oh, so, right, I have those as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so, early uh, stuff of his, huh? Yeah, yeah early stuff of his. If we ever did one, yeah, of I'm not a She-Hulk. I wasn't. I wasn't a big fan of the She-Hulk stuff that he did. Even even the Fantastic Four stuff. Even so much so that uh, a friend of mine who uh, owns a gallery. In, in uh metropolis that has he has some amazing pieces yeah. i actually bought a g-force uh uh cell from oh, him so wow yeah. i love yeah. g-force man i know who doesn't love g-force come on now oh no, well, I, and, uh, I like the way you called it g-force as well because usually when i mention that people don't know what i'm talking about yeah i call it g-force because most people don't know that god's rand is right leave it alone but um so and he had a he has a, a fantastic four page for sale and he said oh ken you always want john burn page here it is and he shows it to me and i go ah it's fantastic four it's like, it's like, oh, I, wow. like I, I think it's cool mm. but if i'm gonna spend this amount i sure want an x-men page <laughs> like I, I want i want an x-men page, right and i have, and i have two jim lee x-men pages from his the two, 240 240 i have like from you know the the run like the the, the two most beautiful thing and and i sold them i because i really wanted a John Byrne page. And that's what I'm in you know, page run for 40 grand. And that's, that's what you got to, that's, if that's yeah. what you want, that's what you got to go get. Right. So <laughs> I like that. I like that. Yeah. I mean, people thought I was crazy, but I, but I, you know, it's like they were in a binder for 10 years. What does that tell you? If I really loved them, I'd frame them. Right. So I just, so, I mean, that tells me like your soul is saying, no, you don't, this is not, this is not, you, you're, you're still searching for that thing. Yeah. So, so that's what I did. I'm, I'm looking for that. I'm still looking for it. KJ, I saw one for, you saw one for sale for 230,000. So yeah, <sighs> that's, that's a lot of money. Shit. Wow. What's the most expensive comic everyone has in their house right now? Chris, you got a few. What do you got, James? You got anything expensive comic wise in your house? What's the most expensive comic without having people come and rob your house? I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> it's in a safety box. Yeah, they can show up here if they want. Yeah. <laughs> I, lo- 
Is there something cool in everyone? Like, oh yeah, this is, I, you know, I got an X-Men number six. That's, that's, and it's like, you know, a 5.5 kind of thing. That's my best X-Men. Like the majority of my comics have more sentimental value than I think they do of like money value. Like the first comic books that I bought when I was a kid had the only little person hero of all time. And it wasn't even, it was Willow. The, the Lucasfilm, the Willow adaptation, the comic yeah. books, I bought those. Those are like my prized possessions. Love that. I don't, and like, it's just one of those things when you're a kid and going through some of the crap that I went through being bullied and stuff and you see a suit and like a hero that saved the day that's a little person, that means more to me than any of that kind of value. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's really great. That's great. Chris, great. I think that great was the film. whole point of this. You, you wanted to have this panel to talk about people that were inspired, you know. Yeah. In Cause I was, I, I had to hide my comic uh, enjoyment from all my friends or else. Uh, yeah. I, I, the, the best quote was this good thing. You're good at playing guitar man or else you getting beat up at school every day. Chris. <laughs> so, so, James, has there, there been a little person? No, since? no. <laughs> so I'm, 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 yeah, I'm, I'm only, I'm like five foot four. I'm not a, James, has there been a little person since that you've been able to train, like something like, they've done well? Like, like comic book wise, not really. Like that's the thing. Like they don't, they, like the little people have never been really kind of big in the comic books. Like, like if, like even back in the day when, when little people were even in the movies, they were the comic relief. They were mm-hmm. like odd job and, you know, characters like that yeah like and still to this day i don't think there is a little person hero or even a sidekick that's yeah i thought originally puck Puck, but then they puck was the best part part of alpha flight he was he was he was the smartest guy in the group the 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 old old welly vet they all deferred to him all the time yeah Puck Mm -hmm. puck was by far the soul of alpha flight um Kind of a weird name, and his power was kind of weird. But other than that, it was it was one. Of, I, I remember that as being a strong character, you know. And going, oh, I like that character. You know, I have a giant Alpha Flight poster in my office. You know, it's a, you I know with, with Puck as the center, a center of it, and everyone's really small, hanging off of it, off of his hands. Wow. It's it's a great it's a great image. Uh, Again, John Byrne, right? John Byrne. That's right. That's why I got it. <laughs> yeah, great, James, man. would you? Yeah. Okay, so I want to ask. I want to ask this question. Um, JJ, you touched on it, um, the time to, to like the anti-hero, but also maybe in introducing new characters. Can your drawing based on, obviously you get, you know, there's a plan there for what you're doing, but to James's point, are they just going to create the little person character out of mm-hmm. the blue now? Or is it, is it like, uh, we have to do this now because because everyone you know we have to make sure everyone's represented because if they haven't created anybody since Willow then that seems like a bit of a miss and obviously uh, the amazing story of Black Panther coming and and changing that and that was incredible but there's still more there's still lots of work to do in a lot of underrepresentation underrepresentation yeah. and you touched yeah. on that JJ okay. Chris you wanted to have this panel to talk about just this because. It's well, a, not just this. I just well, thought, I just thought that would be, like, saying, this was a, this was a, would be a nice segment. This is an important part because Ken it is, no, it totally is. And and as, as I say, like there's so many characters from the past that I would love to see hidden gems get, yeah. get, uh, get some treatment would be cool. Yeah. Uh, okay. I, I have, I've, have, I've have mixed feelings about that, 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 that type of uh, how, how we, how we, how we go about this. 
this is my, my true feelings are um, just when they open the door, you open the door, right? So the problem is, is that we want the door opened in a certain way and we want the door to open in a certain way for the right reasons. And we have to go through all these, there's like a checklist of things that, that, that if, if it's not done this way, then, then it's not right. And I always say, um, I don't care how the door gets opened. I just want, I just want a chance to draw a black character. And if, and, and if it's, if it's because they feel awkward about it or, or it's black lives matter has forced them to do something or they feel obligated to do it. So be it. Like, I don't care. Like, I mean, I think it's time to get in there and stop worrying about all these stupid things that don't really matter. Like about, Oh, I, I wanted them to do it 20 years ago. Well, they didn't do it 20 years ago. They're doing it today. So, so, so let's just get on with today and get on with it and stop making it about other things that don't really matter. Just, just get, get to the next step. Like, like, like just get to the next thing that we're supposed to do. So as a, as a black creator, um, I know there's a mandate for them to, you know, make sure that there that that everyone knows that there's a black guy doing this. I mean, sometimes right. that, and sometimes you get offended, but other parts you go, good. Yeah, I'm glad they're they're finally giving shine. If, if, if it means that I get a shine because because I happen to be, have be of color, so be it. But watch my work. My work is is of the quality of everybody else's, and it has been for a long time. It's just that now you're looking at it. And I'm grateful now that I can show the work that I've done and not have to say, not be, not to be classified as the black Jim Lee or the black, whatever. I mean, just, just like I'm Ken Lashley on my own merit and that's great. And sometimes I have to call people out, even on my own fan page. Like they'll say, I'll draw a picture and they'll liken it to something else. And then I always say, or Ken Lashley. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like, so they'll, they'll say, Oh, this looks like blah, 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 blah. I said, or Ken Lashley. Yeah. And they, and I'm sort of like, like put them back on track as to what's really important. I think we, we get caught up in all this other stuff that really doesn't really make a whole bit, a lot of difference to the people that are involved. You know what I mean? Like say, Oh, they're, they're doing this now, or they're doing that, or they're only hiring this woman because she's a woman, or they're only hiring this because this guy's black or they're, only hiring this or they're changing this. Gen- I mean, listen, man, that's, that's semantics. We need to, we need to worry about what's really important is that this person is giving an opportunity to do this and let them see what they do. Stop yeah. prefacing all their work or prefacing all the things they did by, by the color and the, the climate. Yeah. The climate has changed. Good for good. Good for the first time that somebody is going to pull me over in my truck and have to worry about what their future may hold. Yeah. Good for them. Good. So now they have to think about it. Cause I've been pulled over the day I was featured on breakfast television. I was featured on breakfast television for my work. I've done a Lucasfilm and I was, I was there drawing live. And that same night, when I was driving my, the crew that worked for me, I got pulled over by the cops because I was driving a nice truck in a neighborhood I shouldn't have been in. Wow. Your neighborhood. Yeah, my neighborhood. Right? <laughs> and, then, and then next thing you know, I, I, have to, I mean, these are the things that happen. Yeah. These are the truths, but I'm not worried about it because I know I wasn't, I'm good. Yeah. So I'm just at this point now where I don't care how it gets done. I don't care what the climate is. All I'm saying about let's get going. we got some people here who are super ultra talented who have yeah. not been given a chance to shine. Whatever. Let's shine. And we have groups of people out there who are yeah. desperate to be represented. Yeah. Uh, and they, I, and they and deserve to be. Yeah. Shout out Miss right? Marvel, Kamala I've Khan. Got, I've got, I've got two daughters, man, who don't yeah. see themselves in any media. Yeah. And now, now they do, they see themselves all over the place. Like, yeah. I love that. You know, everything's possible to that generation. I knew from my generation, walking to comic books, I thought, hmm, I want to draw comic books as a, as, a, as a black kid from Canada. Oh, good luck. Good luck. <laughs> and now it's like, 
you know, my kids have grown up with black presidents and CEOs are running companies and, and people, I mean, women directing, I mean, do all, I mean, black Panther, I mean, they don't even think like how we, how we think. Yeah. They've seen so many crazy things. They think anything is possible. And that's, and my generation was, wouldn't it be nice? Yeah. And their generation is, why can't I? Why can't I? Yeah. Two totally different mindsets. Yeah. And it's hard to live in a house like that where these kids, when they say, I'm like, <laughs> I look at them like, oh, that's right. You, you, okay. You, you, all right. All right. Like, I'm not trying to give them the, okay, let me tell you this. Right. Let me tell you how the real world works. And let me tell you like all the, the, the stuff that I had, like the parents, my parents say, well, I know you want to draw comics, but people like us don't draw comic books and read all like, that's kind of stuff. And you know, yeah, my yeah. kids live in a house where they go, oh, this guy, this guy upstairs is doing this stuff for these big companies. And my, and my, and my mother does this and, and there's a black president and there's the you know, CEO and there's a black, and they don't even think like that. Yeah. It doesn't even cross their minds. And I think that's, that's the true, that's really progression to be honest with you. That's the progression for me. Yeah. Sometimes I'll just go up to my kids and they're eating cereal and, and I'll just take a, a bite of their cereal just, <laughs> just so they know it ain't all peace. It ain't all easy and peace. Yeah. Enough for me. Look, I'm eating your cereal. I'm eating your cereal. Taking the toy from the box. Huh? <laughs> exactly. Was the last time you saw a toy in a box? That's a long time ago, man. Oh, it's, yeah, it's the last time I bought cereal. It's called, COVID, it's called COVID in a box now. You just, you just dated yourself there. You dated yourself. I did. I did. Awesome, boys. This is great. Uh, we've got about 30 minutes to go before they kick yeah. us off the network, which is fine. A um, few things to get to. Chris, do you have anything else you wanted to get to? I, oh, I just wanted to ask Ken one more thing. I, I, you mentioned Jim Lee a, a lot. What's... Uh, well, yeah, like, I love his work and he's the, he's I the do too. Yeah. Hush is one of my favorite storylines uh, yeah. of all time. What, what one uh, piqued you the most? Um, I, I mean, I mean, he's, the, you know, and, and the column is sort of a friend now. It's kind of bizarre. It's bizarre, oh, yeah, but, I mean, but, it, I but it's, but it's, you know, it's, um, I love all of the stuff that he's done. I mean, like my favorite things are of, of him are still the X-Men stuff. And, and um, I was doing a panel when he, they asked me to do come to milestone and do milestone relaunch. Um, we was in New York city and we did a panel together and he was sitting next to me and um, I leaned to, well, everyone's talking. I lean into him when I say, Hey man, can I get a drawing of Wolverine? <laughs> And he awesome. You see on the video, he's looking at me like, what? And I, I was like, what am I going to get a chance to sit next to Jim Lee for an hour? Like, Let's go. That's right? amazing. So, so it was just funny, you know, and he was like, oh God, come on, Ken. And then it was just like, and it was like, he was like, oh my God, why would you want something? I mean, just, you know, it was pro to pro. And it was the first time, because, you know, there's, there's two Kens. There's, there's Ken who's a pro and there's Ken who's a fan. Right. right. So I was fan. Oh, I'm, I'm sitting next to Jim Lee. I mean, who, wanna, who wouldn't want to, this is your chance. Let's go. Yeah. Right? Um, and now we're, now we're sort of friendly, like it's friends. And it was like, it's, it's a, it's a bizarre thing, but I mean, I really like, I, I'm an artist, artist. Like, I just bought some Garcia Lopez artwork. It was, it was like dirt cheap from a site. It was crazy. And I got them and they're oversized and beautiful work. And Garcia Lopez, for those who don't know, every, every great Wonder Woman drawing ever in the history of, of your t-shirts are drawn by Garcia Lopez. So he did all the JLA stuff. I mean, all those beautiful JLA shirts you have from this, they look like they're drawn mm -hmm. in the seventies. That's all Garcia Lopez. So I, I got a Batman, I guess, sorry, I got a Superman drawing. It was a technical turn for a toy. And there's a beautiful drawing of Superman about to fly. It was just gorgeous stuff. And it was like few, it was a few hundred dollars. It was just well underpriced. So I, I bought it right away. Um, so I like artist art. So, I mean, like, you mm. know, so I like guys like that. And Eminem is another Toronto guy who's super talented. And I just love guys, people who can know Barry Windsor Smith, you know, I mean, it's just, I love people who can really draw and make you feel stupid about yourself, you know, so. 
Catch That's up. amazing. I, you are one of my favorites, Ken. Oh, God. For sure. For sure. I don't know about all that. but You I'll, know what's I'll funny it. today, JJ? Uh, I was in here in Vancouver today at Golden Age nice. Collectibles. Golden Age. And mm-hmm. I, uh, Ken, I knew you were coming on. Um, mm-hmm. James, I couldn't find any little person stripper stuff from your memorabilia collection that <laughs> I tried to get from Lachlan. He just couldn't get it out to the show in time. So I, I had to find something here that, uh, that we could do. But I was in Golden Age today. And I was talking to the guys there about the fact that you were coming on the show and they're like, Oh yeah. Yeah. They're kind of looking around for, for some stuff. And then I hear a guy kind of off to the side, Ken, he goes, Oh, I'm a huge fan of him. Well, it turns out uh, his name is Ryan Hanneman. He's a PA on the flash out here. And he comes uh, up to me. I got my little guy with me and he hands me this. <laughs> yeah, <just again>. <laughs> <Gwen>. <laughs> and then he hands me this yeah okay, yeah, okay. Right. and then he's All like right. and, and then he just kind of kept going about like and i was like well I, i'm going to uh movies next and i'm gonna go get and i don't have room to carry all this stuff out but i thought <laughs> i would bring this stuff up and it, it, it and uh cool. there's a I lot of people that are big fans out here i was in the store for five minutes uh literally asked the question about where uh, you know what they might have the guys who ran the store we're kind of scrambling the fan, the, the guy that Ryan that was there was kind of like, Oh yeah, just give me two minutes. And he started pulling all this stuff out <laughs> yeah. of all your, I do a lot all of your covers. covers, which is great. I do a lot of covers. Uh, which is really They're cool. Sweet, so, man. um, you're, yeah, it's, it's a very awesome, uh, it's very awesome that it's, it's, you know, nationwide and everyone, you know, that's in the know is in the know. So, uh, really awesome of you to, to come on here today. Yeah. We really um, appreciate your time. And, um, anytime, man, anytime. And Jimmy, anytime. uh, buddy, <laughs> Awesome to have you here too, because we've been getting shit about not having you on the show yet. So here we are. Yeah, Jimmy knows more about comics than anybody in Edmonton, and he has, has nowhere to speak about it. Well, more- let's go. Let's hear it. Let's hear it, man. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Well, James, did you got an opinion on the uh, Winter Soldier there, Falcon Winter Soldier? Oh, huh? yeah. Like, uh, there's so much in there. Like. I was kind of disappointed at the end when they announced a new Captain America. U.S. agent, yeah. Like, I really did not, I wasn't a fan of that mm-hmm. with the fact that they discouraged Falcon from taking up the shield and gave it to him. I was really disappointed with, with the way that was, my personal opinion, mm-hmm. is I think... Falcon is the next mm-hmm. Captain America. He'll get the shield back, I'm sure. I'm sure he'll get yeah, every, it back. every trailer shows that too, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, I've got it in a comic book, so if it's on the cover of a comic book, he's going to get it back, right? But it, <laughs> but it's just, it's seeing that was kind of a little bit of a kick going, oh, come mm-hmm. on, really? Yeah. yeah. You know, I think that's it's only episode one. Do, though. If that was if this is a real story, that's exactly what America, what what the government would do. They yeah. would probably get somebody to replace one hundred percent. But I think that's really cool because um, I've been buying a lot of Super Eminem pages, and he did that that black uh, the Falcon with the uh, with the with the shield. Um, mm. And I've just been buying them for like the last few years. I just oh, he's their sale. His inker sells them, so I have like ten pages of Falcon as, as Captain America. You know, the, in in this house, awesome. and I got some. It's like some of the pictures that they use on all their 
promotional material, I have those pages. Like, you know, so it's like, it's amazing to have. And I, but I liked the art. I didn't, it wasn't because of this. It was like, how do you get your hands in super imminent art? You know, beautiful yeah. stuff, a black character with Falcon. Awesome. Um, this other stuff, great too. But it happened to be that, you know, I have the, I have the greatest shot of him flying down with the shield. It's a great shot. I uh, maybe if I ever come back on, I'll, I'll, I'll do a show and tell and show you what I got, but it's a, nice. it's a great, it's great, but I loved it. I thought it was amazing. Um, and, um, there's a, there's a the problematic in some of the things that I watched in that cur- in, in, in the show. I was like, Oh, but that's kind of exactly how it would be. You know? Um, I love the difference between the, how some of the superheroes are, are moved on and how, you know, his life is still, he's still a black man. Right. And I, and I, think, right. I still think that's, that's amazing. You know, trying to get alone, trying to walk into a place. Amazing. And, I just, and I just remember thinking, yeah, man, that's so that the black experience that's so how it is like you know i don't i don't try not to dwell on it because it's not you know it's not really the world is the world has changed but it hasn't changed all them even though you are falcon you still don't qualify right and, I, I just and, kept and, saying and this is some bullshit this is some bullshit hey, yo, the whole that, time that, i was like <laughs> give me why you saved the planet hey I, I i went to buy a car and a tony two, three months ago <laughs> and and I, this is what this they looked at me and I was like, oh no 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 I'm paying cash no 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 don't no fret like but, but, yeah. but it was it was a moment of them just like oh hey brother man hey you know yeah, yeah. like expensive <laughs> you know I was like wow I know I didn't show up here unannounced and then it was boom and it was like it was that moment and then they found out what I did for a living and it was oh can I get your autograph I go. Mm. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. What's what's, <laughs> mm. what's what, what? Am I getting some rims? Like what? what, what yeah, yeah. Like, like, maybe that stereo like, in there. Yeah. Well. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like the the world has changed a lot, but not as changed that much. I thought it was really good. I was the the opening the action sequence was amazing. Wow, that was good. Um, oh yeah, I was just blown away by that. And they and you know it's good to see a TV show with a with a with a movie budget. Yeah. And it was it was just an amazing thing to see. And I okay, let me tell you my Marvel studio story. Okay, I um I go to I'm 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 speaking at Adobe Max. I'm in LA. This is like two years ago, maybe two and a half years, two two years two years ago. I get this email from uh, um, Marvel saying, "Hey, you know, do you want to come by the studio?" And I said, "Come by the studio, like Marvel Studios, <laughs> like Marvel Studios, like, like whoa, whoa, wait, whoa, 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 what are we talking about here?" So I respond right away. And I'm sitting at dinner. This is like, you know, on the first night. It was, yeah, you know, Ken, you know, we want you to come by and, you know, see the studio if you're in the, if, you know. And I was like, like Marvel Studios, Marvel Studios. And they're like, yeah, yeah, come on in, come in. Yeah. And I was like, holy crap, let's go, right? So I say, let's go. Um, not thinking about really what I was doing. Like I could really think about it. So I, I take I take my Uber, I get out there, and it's on the Disney lot, right? And I'm thinking, where am I going? Like I thought I'm going to, oh yeah, that's where they're, that's, this is, this is the mothership, Ken. This yeah. is the mothership, right? So I get out, I get out the Disney gates, I get out, I say my name, they go, yes, you are here. Here's your thing. Here's your little thing you got to sign. And, you know, to go into that building, that's the, Mar- that's the Marvel Studios building. And I was like, okay, I, I go into Marvel Studio building. I pass another security test. I go into this elevator. I get to the top. I go, I get to the lobby and it's Ant-Man, Minnie, this, the three Iron Man suits that like, like, that, like <laughs> wow. it's just like, holy crap. Right. And I'm sitting and I'm standing there going, this is amazing. Thank you. They offered me a tour. This is an amazing thing. And um, the the the, sec- uh, the the receptionist, she says, oh, yeah, you know, this is really cool. Here, put your handprint here. 
<laughs> on this put, no, no joke. put your handprint on this thing sign it here like you know so okay, wow okay okay and i said this is pretty intense for a tour but i'll take it and then, then she goes oh yeah those are the three iron man suits that's a mark i said yeah mark three mark five mark seven right and she goes she looks at me like i said listen lady i'm from the mothership like don't worry don't like, <laughs> like, whatever right so so they come and get me and I go to the Thor boardroom. They have like different boardrooms are called for different characters. So I go into the Thor boardroom and I'm thinking, this is awesome. This is like, oh, what am I going to see? What am I going to see here? Um, and then they comes out and Ryan Dinger, does Ryan uh, manager who does all the artwork for the beginning of the opening credits. I mean, those mm. beautiful paintings, he comes Flips, out and I'm yeah. like, wow, wow, that's like the, hey, he's a heart. He's in charge of visual development. And then this director comes out. I go, what? Hey, well, like what's. Hey, where's the tour? Like, you know, and they're like, oh no, this is not a tour. This is a job interview. Oh shit. And I was like, uh, job interview. Yeah, don't, yeah, this is why we we want you to come because we want you to, to work here. And I was like, I don't even have a portfolio. Like, I, I just I just <laughs> thought I was going on a tour, right? And they're like, oh, would you ever would you ever relocate? And I'm thinking, this went from hey. So like, hey, <laughs> like, and I was I was not prepared because, oh, well, don't you live in L.A.? And I said, no, I'm only here because I'm I just oh, we just happened to call you like when it, you're happy to be in L.A. Wow. You know it's just like all these things happened. And wow. You know what I mean? So I did a job interview for working. And I think they wanted me to work on uh, Black Panther, too. I think that's kind of what was going to happen there. And I had to say, uh I had to say no. Uh, I wasn't fool. Okay, let me preface that. There wasn't a job offer where they said this is what we want you to do. It was more like, oh, okay, so you're not local. Too many things will have to line up. And then it was, it was sort of like, hmm, but let's keep in touch. And you know, it was one of those right. things. Right? So uh, it was one of those moments in your life where you go. I think if I had known I was going for an interview, I think I probably would have been way more. I wouldn't have been so happy go lucky and <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, but I just went there for a fun time, and it was a great. And I was taking. I was in the lobby taking pictures. Like I was like, <laughs> yeah, really wants the job, man. He's well, well, and, they were, and, they, and I think that's made it fun. I think that's what made it fun, and they were like super cool with it, you know, because uh, they were like, oh, this guy gets it. This guy's yeah. not. I'm not too. But also the artwork. It was really cool. Like, because I didn't really think of it as a job interview, I met the head of visual development, but I wasn't kissing his butt. I wasn't, hey, buddy, buddy. You know, I was just like, right. hey, what's going on? I love your work, blah, blah, blah. And just, just talking to people like that. And when they said, oh, would you like to relocate? I go, relocate to what? Like, what do you mean? What do you mean? Like, oh, you know, you know come here and work. And I'm like, whoa, okay. And you probably like, did yourself a service by going in with the wrong mentality, <laughs> going yeah. in as, a, as just a fan. And you know what they did? I said, I don't have a, I, I thought I was just coming for a tour. I was, okay, so then they pulled up my my Instagram. We're, we're going through my Instagram. Like that's how, awesome. that was sort of like them looking at the work. Oh yeah, well, of course, we love, we love your stuff. And I was like, man, I wish I had thought about this before I showed up. Would have worn a suit. I would know. You could have been like, you could have been like, I won't take the gig, but I want unlimited access to this place. Yeah, one hundred percent. I was, I was not thinking. I'll do one for you every six weeks, and then I'm in. I want in. One hundred percent. Then I went to DC the next day. It was such a weird trip. I went to DC's head office the next day, and I got offered Superman. Okay, so, and I said no. 
What a day. JJ, is that my turn to go, what the Whatever, fool? What? <laughs> well, I'm a DC guy. I can't tell. What's going on It was here? way down the road. I was I had spawn on the table. I was way down the road. And it just, you know, they hadn't even had assigned a writer to it yet. So I was like, well, you know. If it works out, give me a call. But right now, it's like you're saying, take, like sign up to do sign up to do Superman. We don't know anything about else other than that it's going to be a Superman title. And I'm like, well, okay, but I, I don't even know who's writing it. I don't know when it's going to start, and I have other jobs right on place. So I guess a lot of things have to line up, right? Mm-hmm. And so it was cool, but it just wasn't. They weren't really ready to have that conversation with me yet, if that makes sense, right? You know? And um, so I, I said, well, you know, if it all works out. And then Dandy D got let go. So I was in the Dandy D's office and then he got let go like a month, a month later. So um, and then they went to a different direction. And now they're saying, oh, if we'd have known you were in the building at the time, I would have given you. <laughs> right. I was like, well, maybe you should. I don't know. Right. It was one of those things where we didn't know Dan was talking to you about doing Superman. Mm, right. And because the two people that I talked to was Bob Harris and Dandy Dio. And they got let go. So right. it's like, it's like wild, wild west. And then they see me doing other stuff, other places and go, oh, it would be awesome for Kennedy Rick. And then I go, well, you, you did ask me, but and they're like, what do you mean? And like this whole thing. I said, yeah, I could have done it, but talk to Dan. <laughs> That's how life works. While we're on DC, is is it too, has everyone seen the Snyder Cut as yet? Do we have time to even talk Just about it? Just watched it. People see you want it? To talk I don't have it? Crave. I can't watch it. Oh. All right. So my good friend did all the special effects for that. His name is DJ. Oh, uh, what? John DJ. Wow. Yeah, he's Who really don't you know? He does. <laughs> Ace. You don't know Ace. <laughs> you just, I forgot. <laughs> I don't think anybody knows Ace, bro. Yeah, people know Ace. Know Ace. He's, he's, he's gonna, he's gonna Google pitch Ace that to Marvel the next no, time he talks to him. Nobody's right? Googling Ace after <laughs> And I forgot yeah, to he's, he's forgot a good to friend of mine. To mention, everyone um, has to bring and, uh, something to the podcast, Ken. I forgot to mention everyone has to bring something to the podcast. Oh. So if your buddy can just send me the whole thing, I'll watch it at home. <laughs> I don't have great. Yeah. I mean he's his 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 work is pretty amazing. He also did uh Sucker Punch. Uh so that's oh, yeah. oh. He's, he did he did a lot of it did, he does everything that Zach Schneider does. So right. he, oh, okay. he does all of all of his all of his movies. So he did Sucker Punch, uh, Green Lantern as well. Uh, he did some. He just he does a lot of John uh, DJ DJ. Uh, we'll call him DJ on uh, John Dijer's end is his name. So um, some crazy stuff. I'm sorry, actually, actually, he's probably I was supposed to do a project with him, and I have I'm falling down on, on getting the artwork to him. So. You probably, I owe you something. Sorry about that, John. He's good guy. <laughs> but um, yeah, so his work is amazing. And, you know, he does some beautiful special effects and, you know, crazy, crazy stuff. And um, he did X-Men. He did the greatest scene in X-Men, you know, where uh, Wolverine's, Wolverine's uh, trying to, um, Wolverine versus Jean Grey, that scene. Yeah. He's walking up and he's getting his bones, you know, where you see his, oh. his bones. He did that yeah. scene. Um, and he's also, he's a supervisor. So he's, he's the guy in charge of the crew. So he hires the crew. Right. So he's like the main guy. So when you see it, when you watch the movie, it says special effects supervisor, John D- DJ. So, um, so it's pretty cool and such a nice guy. Um, I met him in a few years, like lots of years ago. And we just hook up every year in San Diego. We meet up and talk and, you know, his, his, his life is so crazy. Like, you know, I was working on this movie and that movie and this movie. And I go, yeah, I was writing some comic books, you know, it's like, <laughs> it's, it's a big different thing. But um, I mean, but we both, but, he, but everybody loves comic book art. So, you know, everyone's sort of like, oh, I would wish I could draw like, like you. And it's, you know, and I'm like, yeah, okay. You know, <laughs> but it, that's, that's the way it works. Right. So I'm sure so, all so when I saw it, I knew we good because that's the kind of person that John is. Um, and, it, and he had the money to do what they did. That's why when he worked on, on Green Lantern, it was sort of like they had already done it. 
and it was finished and it was like awful. And they said, help us. So, so, and he was like, well, what do you want me to do? So he basically tried to redo shoots, but he had a limited budget and limited time. So it looked better than it did, but it wasn't a full a DJ, uh, DJ spin on it. And I, you know, I felt bad for it because he got, oh, it got panned as a, as a, as a product. But, you know, when you're, when you're late to the party, you know, it's, you know, you can only, you know, you didn't, you weren't there, you didn't buy any of the groceries, so you can't even play for how the meal comes out. Right. So right. Like that's that. what I'm saying. So, but, but we, we should him, start a hashtag, the DJ cut, release the DJ cut. And that's what I mean. Like, you know, it's just, it's an amazing thing to see how it looked. I mean, it was cool. I mean, there's, it was just a better movie. I mean, I saw it and it took me eight hours to watch it because I stopped and it just stopped to take a break, yeah. took a nap. Came back. <laughs> it was good. There was some good point to it. Can't wait to see it. Chris, you just saw it. James. Did you see it? Uh yes. What'd you think, James? Oh, totally different movie. Oh yeah. It was completely. it was so good. I yeah. was impressed by all of it. Yeah. Like it, it was it was more than I thought it was gonna be. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Two I hours they had more. reshoot they they brought they re, they brought the I haven't seen it yet, so this is the, this is me going. Uh, heard they, had to, they had to do a, the, the reshoot the Joker scene and bring in a few little things to add to the mix that made yeah. it even better, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah, Chris, you just watched last that, night. Yeah. It's also weird that Warner Brothers came out yesterday and said that they're not moving forward with any of the ideas presented in it. Yeah, Ooh, sort of like again. then they why why then why bother? You know, <laughs> you know, like like you go through all this stuff and there's so many great things now they could do, and but they just go man. Yeah. Well, well, you know, we're going to do this. We can go on for another hour with that, Chris. That's your biggest complaint about DC. What was the continuity? Yeah, that they don't continue on movie to movie and connect them. But it looked like from the Snyder Cut, they were about to start this whole DC universe. It looked really cool. Um, Yeah, as I say, I I just finished watching. I loved it. I don't don't understand. uh, Well, okay. I'll tell you the difference between working at the two companies. Hmm. DC is really serious. DC are serious. It's like everything's serious. Marvel is sort of like a bunch of fans, mm. right? So, so the difference in the product is the same is that now what's good about it is Feige is sort of like a corporate guy, but still a fan, right? So, so that's why the, the, he, he honors the, the source material. It's, it's this, you know, it's like, a, you know, he's like, Oh, he loves this stuff. They always talk about the comic books. It's always this thing. And they, the synergy between the two is so great, but, DC is still a very serious company. Like they do things very serious way. They're, you know, the contracts are serious. The everything is serious, serious, yeah. serious. And it comes and it shows up in their products. Right. But it's yeah. weird because their animated stuff is so much better than the Marvel stuff. Like it's, 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 just, it's weird how the head, it just, they translate better to animation. Like their animated stuff is just some, I think it's some of the best comic books that created is the animated stuff that they do. It's just, I just love that stuff. Yeah. But I, but the, when you work for the companies, like I could say to Marvel, yeah, man, I'll get that done. That's cool. And the guy was like, okay, Ken, what's up? Blah, 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 blah. You don't talk that way to DC editors. DC editors are like, this is my assistant. This is, this is not, this is, I mean, it's very much a machine wow. right. and you fit into a cog and you do your thing. 
Um, you know, if you're, if you, if they want like, there's like, there's like breakdowns for six months deadlines and covers. I mean, like this is, this is the, this is the program, right? Marvel is like, dude, I need a cover. It's going to print on Monday. It's Thursday. Hey bro. <laughs> you're like, okay, man. Okay. I got you. What you need? Just a cool shot of Venom. We're good. We're good. Let's go. And they're like, all right. You know, and they're like, thanks for getting it done. And, and, you know, here's a, here's a box. Here's, you know, it's just, that's the difference. Like it's much, and it's a little bit more fun to work at Marvel. But a little bit more stress if you think about it, because it's like mm-hmm. this is the, you know, because it's like yeah. we don't have a lot of, we don't have a lot of time to, to make it spectacular. That's why DC stuff is a little bit more involved. You, you know, know where they are getting it right? Superman and Lois, great new series. I haven't seen that yet. I Fantastic, that yet. filmed right around the block, right <laughs> around the block, cool. literally. Oh, really? They built Smallville like two blocks from my house. It's pretty great. That's amazing. Wow. That's we, got really like the... we got Superman film here, and we got John Cena here, all on, all in the same week. They're all just kind of filming at the <laughs> That's in pretty this little cool, town. Because the original Smallville, remember the original Smallville show? Yeah, yeah. That yeah, they had yeah. that was filmed here in Cloverdale, BC. But because wow. it's such a busy little town now, that they replicated the town. That's amazing. And, and moved it over ish and then built Smallville kind of over on the side. Wow. And um, anyways, new Superman and Lois, like five episodes in just, I won't go on it because I think I'm the only DC guy here on this panel, but I'll just say they've done a killer job. Killer job. I, I'm a fan. There you go. Hey James. Thanks buddy. You can come <laughs> back anytime. <laughs> I'm the only DC guy ever on these panels. I'm like, Oh yeah, you're a Superman and Batman guy. That's great. I really like Titans. I thought Titans was a great show. The two seasons of it. Yeah. Is it done now? I think Titans? season three's coming out. Oh, okay. I think. I think so too. Yeah. Cause I think they're going to kill off Jason Todd from what I've, or not kill him off, but you know, do his, his revert yeah. there. I started watching it with my kids. It is not Teen no Titans Go. For kids, no. Heads oh, no. <laughs> up. Pool, no. It's not. It's very adult. Yeah. Yeah. I can't, I, can't yeah. Get into, I can't get into Teen Titans Go because you guys. That's the reason why there's no Young Justice. So I, I just like I, I just don't. I don't like. Oh that. yeah, they replaced so it. Just, well, they they canceled Young Justice so they could get oh, Teen that's... Titans Go, and I was like, Young Justice was one of the best things they ever made. I love that cartoon. So good. What about Doom Patrol? Did you guys see Doom Patrol? Watch a bit of that. Yeah, yeah, it's different, huh? Yeah, like the comic book is didn't hook me. It didn't hook me as much as the other stuff. Mm-hmm. But it was good. It was cool. Yeah, it's different. That's for sure. Wow. Like yeah. the Doom Patrol stories to begin with are really crazy. But I, I was pretty taken back when I heard they were going to make a show of that. Mm-hmm. Fellas, wild. Wow, really awesome today. Like this is some great stuff that we covered. Today. Thanks so much for coming on, Ken. I really, really appreciate it, man. It was great to hear your stories, buddy. Anytime. James, thanks for bringing uh, bringing it and coming on. Finally, getting on the show. You guys thanks are all for... welcome back anytime. Thanks, um, James. Thanks, I'll buddy. Let's go around the horn and, and find and uh, and uh, see where everyone can uh, find you guys online and everything. JJ, uh, you can find well my show, which I produce uh, on CBC Music nationwide, 94.1 in Toronto. I don't know where what it is anywhere else. It's called The Block. Uh, and of course, uh, every Thursday, aka Friday Junior, we release, uh, Melanie and I release our uh, our podcast, Unfiltered with JJ and Melanie. Before I go, please, Google Ace. He's a guy. He's a real dude. I'm 1989 Spectacular Spider-Man. I might Spider-Man. even have that comic. I might even have that <laughs> Right next to Sleepwalker. Nice try, buddy. <laughs> oh, I have that too. I got that too. I mean, beside Dark Hawk. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. James? There you go. Uh, 95.7 Cruise FM in Edmonton. And I'm on the morning show. So 5.30 to 10, Monday to Friday. Awesome, buddy. Awesome, awesome buddy. Awesome. And Ken, sir, 
Um, just you know, lead killer um, Instagram, lead killer uh, on Twitter. I'm not on Twitter that often. Um, working for Marvel right now and um, Magic the Gathering and Wizard of the Coast and Hasbro and some other stuff like that. And I'm doing all kinds of titles, DC covers, all kind of stuff. But I'm uh, slated to do uh, uh, some book with Penham or Venom. I forget his name. Um, and, uh, <laughs> the, that hasn't been announced yet, but uh, that's my next project. And I'm doing cover for uh, um, some of the Batman titles. Amazing. My yeah. Bravo. All cool. three of you guys, anytime. Welcome. Yeah, thanks, here. JJ. Coming anytime. on and talking anytime. Yep, There's yes. lots to cover all the time. Some important stuff that we covered today. So thanks everybody for weighing in because it's super yeah. important um, to cover all this stuff off. And James, I'm really glad you brought up that, um, you know, Willow was your only, your only go-to. And I think that it's needs amazing. to be fixed. And, and, um, and True. Ken, great, uh, all the work that you're doing and, and just everybody. JJ. Just keep going, Ken. My gosh, man. Just all you keep guys going, doing, buddy. Yeah, we're cheering I was, on. I was thinking about stopping, but thanks for the thanks. No, for the yeah. <laughs> I, what about I, you, Brenton? I, Where can we see you? On the internet. <laughs> okay. You can catch me Wednesdays everywhere. on. Uh, you can catch me Wednesdays at Brenton on Tour Podcast uh, every Wednesday on the Dean Blundell Network. Awesome. And uh, covering coffee, music, travel, and life. So there's like four different things that I'm always kind of circling and going around with right now. So every Wednesday, something new from one of those four categories comes out. Talking That's to somebody cool. about life, which I'm actually going to, I'm going to steal this. What I'm going to do is I'm going to take all of this audio and release it as a life episode. <laughs> Really? Oh, that's terrible. I'm, I'm, no, I'm, I'm doing two <laughs> two different ones here. No, but, but I, I do that, and um, yeah, that's cool. Kids, and obviously, Chris and I, kids on the escalator every Tuesday nights. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and Chris is on. Uh, I mean, awesome. doing tons of shit. I think I might start a podcast. I think I'm going to start one. You should <laughs> do it. Think, I'm thinking I think about you it. You should. I got a lot of crazy stories. That's Sean, JJ. That's Ken. That's uh, Jimmy. And appreciate uh, we, we appreciate you guys coming on today. And, Thank uh, you. Come back anytime. Please. Thank you, fellas. Thanks, Thanks guys. Appreciate Good it, guys. Thanks, awesome. guys. Ken. Later. Good to see you, man. Everybody. Bye. Bye. Big one. We cut that. We cut with a minute to spare. We covered a lot of stuff, though. Man, so much important Good. stuff there. You know? Yep. There could... Like I, when you're talking about like, just when you were talking about some of these little characters, these characters that you, that you brought up before and, mm-hmm. you know, have Jimmy talk about the fact that uh, he didn't have anybody, you know, Willow was it. Yeah. No, that was, I mean, that was, I never would have thought. Yeah. That's a tough, that's a tough one. You know what I mean? That's a tough one because there's, yeah. he, he, he speaks, I mean, obviously from that's the only little person that was represented, but but um, he that speaks to everything, like every single person that's 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 going through anything or whatever. It, are they represented? JJ talked about it. Ken faces it every single day. You know. Um, oh man, what a great what a great chat. I loved. Yeah, it's it's good that they were they're cool about it too. You know what I mean? Because I imagine it's the kind of thing that you get sick of talking about. Like, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, but what a great line by Ken. If I'm not important enough to talk to me in January, then don't talk to me in February. Well, yeah, exactly. I I didn't even yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing, amazing, and uh, hopefully they'll all come back all the time mm. and uh, do more. So, yeah, no, he's got the Ken's stories are amazing. There, it's like he just, it, you know, I revert back to being a little kid again. There, where I just, you know, you just want to sit back and let the teacher talk. 
it's uh he's got so many cool stories so it's, uh, it seems like it's just the tip of the iceberg oh just beginning i mean geez i mean i'd love so, it it's just not just beginning. comics he's done right like mm. he's done everything it's yeah amazing and thanks to jj for, for hooking that up that was jj Hooking totally. all that up for us, buddy. Really appreciate it. And, you know, because it was funny because as we, you know, Jimmy obviously coming on for the first time, he, uh, at first debut for Jimmy to come on the show. Welcome to come back anytime. But as you would see, as we do these shows, JJ's been on a bunch and and started sort of like hitting and running with some of his favorites. But then the more JJ was coming on the show, the more we were getting the backstory of JJ and learning how deep into comics he really was, which is awesome. And uh, thanks to our sometimes co-host Mike Pongratz for connecting us with JJ. So this is great. Mm. All these worlds are all coming together now. Um, and, and, uh, just really, really awesome. That's, uh, all these people are doing amazing things. So, you know, it's, yeah, we'll have to have Jimmy on again sometime too. Yeah. Jimmy. And, uh, great stuff too because i think he wants to dive into some movie stuff and yeah the rest well, of it, so. they're all they're all welcome to come back anytime they want skeletron update what's going on skeletron well it's issue two's out there it's doing good we're a patreon mm-hmm. we're getting some more people out there and getting closer to being able to uh put it in the actual stores which is great um got a couple uh commissions i'm working on right now which is always good too mm-hmm. just finished off a couple got a new one going so i'm, I'm keeping busy which is good i'm always busy teaching some workshops going on. Of course, I've got my new toy that I've been playing with here. You know, we got our Duke Kaboom. Kaboom. Stuck. <laughs> Love my toys. Catch Chris on TikTok racing Duke Kaboom. Yeah, as I say, check check out his. He's only done one one jump. It was successful. He jumped a whole bunch of Star Wars characters. So we're going to up the ante here and uh, see what happens. But that's on TikTok. Follow me on TikTok. Chris Machetti on TikTok. Guitar and on lessons Twitter. last night. Lots of other stuff, too. Yeah, guitar lessons. That was great. Yeah, doing saw them you up. Lo- saw you lose a hockey game on Twitch the other night. Yeah, but you see the fight? And that was my (laughs) character, Chris Machete, that did that, too. So you can catch us on Twitch, wherever you're watching us. Huge thanks to Dean Blundell and the network over there for hooking that up. Um, uh, Big thanks to my friends at Golden Age today for the great experience down there. That was awesome. That's in Vancouver and Granville Island or Granville Street. Go check it out. Uh, Ryan Hanneman, uh, thanks for uh, sorting me out with this stuff. This came in handy today, didn't it? Yeah, it's sweet. Well, great art. Very, very cool. Talented dude, my friend. Uh, Lonnie's got a fantastic graphic for our friends at Blue Microphones. Oh, yeah, because we use Blue Microphones. Here it is. Blue Microphones, the official sponsor of the Dean Blundell Network. And uh, this podcast, the Brenton on Tour podcast, uh, all the rest of it, they send us these beautiful MixFi headphones, if you can see them there, and these Blue Yeti X, which are totally rad. And uh, make us, well, make Chris sound like a million bucks, but there you go. <laughs> well, they make you sound perfect. You don't need any help sounding great, Brent. There we go. There we go. Uh, lots more to cover, man. There's lots more shit coming on the following weeks because uh, WrestleMania is coming up. We got a, a wrestling chat on the way. We've got uh, some more movie talk. We got to dive into Winter Soldier some more. Lots, lots going on. Lots mm-hmm. and lots coming up. So make sure you join us, everybody, next Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. What are we doing next Tuesday? Do we know? Well, I've I've, I've just found out that Daryl Harris from uh, Indie Week in Toronto wants to come on the show. So okay, cool. uh, I think we'll get some. We'll, we'll go back and do a little bit of music talk in there for probably 25, 30 minutes, and uh, kind of talk about the state of indie music in Canada and what they're kind of going through. Not too different than what the Kingston Film Festival was going through, where they had to take mm. everything online. So uh, we'll get Daryl on to kind of talk about how you build an independent an, an indie music fest that that you know in essence is the go-to for indie music but how do you do it without anybody being able to come see a show so i think we're going to touch on that uh uh we'll talk to mike see if he's available to come back on we'll do a bit of a winter soldier thing cool. yeah uh, sounds good well if uh, we're doing time. indie music 
if we're doing indie music in Canada or Toronto, man, if there's any of those bands out there that want to send in a link, we'll check out your tunes. And if we like it, maybe we'll talk about you. We will even have you on the show. Who knows if you're really good. Ooh, maybe the indie right? segment. Ah, yeah. Indie segment. Just, uh, you know, just throwing it out there. Maybe we'll, we'll put a Twitter or a Facebook or a little bit of message out there saying if you got a Isn't tune. Isn't everyone indie here. now? Like if I like, guess so, right? <laughs> everyone's yeah. got their own thing now. So any well, band. Hero, they have, yeah. Every yeah, metal band. Hey, Corn, Corn are on an indie label. <laughs> like I'm just saying if there's indie bands now, there you go. they're all on an indie label. And indie is the cool thing to be. Yeah. Jeff Self-Control. Thanks, everybody. That's the Kids on the Escalator podcast for this Tuesday night. We'll see you next week. Uh, thanks for joining it. us on all the platforms. Good times. Rad dudes. Yeah. It is your favorite girl. That's right. It's the Ali Mars, the one and the only. Everyone else just ain't me. I am the host of Welcome to Mars, a lifestyle podcast where nothing is off the table. I have come a long way from sex and dating and have transformed the new vibe to all things lifestyle. We still talk sex, but I'm more interested in the journey, where people have come from, how they made it, and where they're going. Subscribe or follow to a brand new look and a brand new era. Welcome to Mars. Subscribe or follow on Apple, Spotify, Google, or at theallymars.com. Because even with the new look, I'm still that same bitch you love to hate. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network.